Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, back with another faction reaction, this time with Cities of Sigmar, with a legend in the field. Uh, I said specialist on a Facebook group yesterday, and they went mad at me. Simon is in the house. How you doing, bud? I'm good. Yeah, Thank you, you sound great. How are you? Oh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm actually uh, I'm, we're on the lunch break of I'm TOing an Age of Sigmar 3 event right now. I'm on my lunch break. Uh, so perfect. I've just watched uh, Severith roll four ones in his shooting attack, which was very oh, good. Um, love it. I, love it. I also wrote a list for someone um, who played against Alariel, and he went, I put 10 salamanders in his list, and he was like, these are so good. And I was like, yeah, they are good. They are good. <laughs> yep. Where's that rule of three that we were promised? <laughs> So uh, that's been really fun. Uh, but yeah, like, so I'm good. Thanks very much for asking. Very excited to have you on uh, talking about Cities of Sigmar. So we'll, like, we'll dive straight into it because Cities of Sigmar has been like your number one love for a long time, right? Um, oh, yeah. you, even, you even have a YouTube channel, right? Simon's Order Academy yep. that you guys can go yep. and find where you discuss Cities of Sigmar all the time. You play against one of my, you regularly play against one of my favorite people in the world, Mr. Chris Welfare. Um, mm -hmm. So like loads. Um, before we get into like, what were they like in second? What is it like? that you uh, were attracted to with Cities of Sigmar and you still like about Cities of Sigmar? So I got onto Empire in 7th edition mm -hmm. and 8th edition, and I kind of jumped out like basically at the start of 8th edition because I play competitive 7th, um, and Empire went into Cities. So <laughs> that's basically it. Wherever the Empire went, I went. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah. they're very cool. Um, uh, like, I, I, think it's, I think it's such a great, like, book to pick up a spec would you say though like is it new person friendly like that's one of those things because i think there might be a lot of new people watching um yeah. these, these faction reactions and i wonder do you think it's new person friendly no <laughs> so not at all why why the, the, the thing well the thing is is that because there's like how many sub factions are there eight or nine kind of sub sub factions in cities mm -hmm. um and i think that everybody comes into it wanting to play one of those whether it's free guild whether it's like um luke stone who lives in australia as well he pretty much exclusively plays wanderers or scourge privateers you know people play that sub faction and what i try to do on my channel is show people that they don't have to play a sub faction a mm -hmm. sub sub faction that you can play order soup which is basically what um cities is now mm -hmm. uh with with a few caveats to that um but it's just it it just showcases the entire range of old school g-dub and i really like that kind of high fantasy aesthetic and um i think that because there's so many <laughs> this is this is kind of a gamey thing but there's so many units that they can't properly FAQ and write rules for them to to properly contain them. So there are a lot of hidden synergies that I don't think even GDUP knows exists, and you can kind of take advantage of those if you if you look deep enough. And that's what I like about cities; it's really deep. Yeah. And so, yeah, to answer your, your your original question, no, I don't think it's good for beginners, but I think it's really good for people who know the game and who want to play something that is rewards you for for list building which is my biggest kind of enjoyment from the game um and then also rewards you with good play on the table so i would say i would say also the 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 other thing which is something we don't discuss tons obviously on this wargamer being more focused on like the competitive side obviously narrative channel also is uh is that it's also one of the probably probably the greatest modeling opportunity 
uh, available to like hobbyists right like uh, we yep. had mark wildman here just last weekend playing uh, one of our events and his entire army was made out of like non-games workshop they were all um uh, halflings uh, the whole army mm-hmm. and it looked incredible and it was insane and it it really does feel like you can build almost any army into a city sigma army would you would you say that feels the same yeah, definitely. So I've got a few old models, like I'm using Glade Guard as Sisters of the Watch, like that kind of thing. My, my conversion's usually pretty straight down the line because I'm, you know, I'm a pretty boring vanilla guy. Like I'm a white guy sitting here drinking milk from a glass. So. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I mean, if you're playing Halflings, you really should be playing Nomad Feastmasters. That's a proper faction now. That's the proper um, faction, yeah. That's a proper faction. Yeah. Uh, I like to think that I helped Darren with that book, even only a little bit. So there's a bit of me in that book as well. Perfect. Um, yeah, but uh, there's so many modeling opportunities. There's a guy that's, um, uh, what was he doing? Anyway, tangent. Basically, yes, the modeling opportunities are endless with this city, with cities. And I think that in the 3D printing meta, um, which GW is still 10 years behind, um, you're going to see lots of different lists coming out for people. Agreed. Like, I just keep looking at cities lists and thinking I'd like to do this. All right, so uh, cities in 2.0. You play a lot of cities in 2.0. I don't I played a re- lot of cities. Yeah, I don't really think I can point at anyone in the world. And if you are someone in the world who has played a lot as well, obviously leave some comments on YouTube if you're watching back or, or fire us some social messages wherever in the world. Um, you played a lot. So talk to me about how cities played in 2.0. Like, uh, what was, what, 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 how were they playing in competitive play? So I get a bit of stick for this because I never actually played what I thought were the str- was the strongest list mm-hmm. um, in 2.0 and kind of missed the opportunity. I was going to play it this weekend at Brisbane, but unfortunately, because COVID is a thing, mm-hmm. uh, that got cancelled. Yep. Um, and so the strongest list I think in cities is was a bridge um, Hallow Heart build mm-hmm. with 30 Iron Drakes, 30 Phoenix Guard, and Wizards to taste basically. Uh, and I've gotten a bit of stick from some of your colleagues, especially Adam Mumford. (laughs) Fuck you, Adam. Um, Basically saying that I said that I didn't need to take that list to a tournament because I knew I could win it with that list. And so I've basically, I don't know if that's a cop-out, but I've been saying that for basically the entirety of second edition. Mm. And now it's third edition and I can't take it anymore. So (laughs) so I missed that opportunity. Well, we saw City's place. We saw Daniil, uh, fantastic player for the Bad Moon Loons at the Super Series, uh, play mm. with uh, a City's list. So this is just literally, if you guys are going to want to go back and watch how City did play, you can go back onto um, uh, the T Sports Network uh, YouTube channel, and you can see the the breakdown of how Daniil played. You watch it on the VODs as well uh, with a bridge City's list in Hallow Heart, just yeah. like someone's like because it's got a couple of things. One, it casts so well, but also it's got so much spell protection because it's in uh, Hallow Heart and it does a bunch of shooting. And and it ties in with the other units. So, yeah, I agree. I think that that was... And Phoenix Guard were and are still, but were phenomenal, right? Yep, 100%. They're, yeah. they're less good now, but we'll get onto that later. But in third edition... Uh, sorry, in second edition, I think the two standout units in the book were Phoenix Guard and Iron Drakes, without a doubt, for yeah. respective, you know, like melee and combat. Uh, was was there a variety in play styles in second edition, Do you did you think? No, so I think that we were heavily skewed towards shooting because of the way that you can well, at least all of my lists were there are a lot of things that you could stack to hit buffs and that's what's changed between editions is you only get a maximum plus one now whereas 
in second edition, you could get plus three to hit on the gross majority of things, whether it was from Ordinator and Hurricane and whether it's the spell in Settler's Game, whether there's, there's multiple ways, basically, you can get plus one to hit. Um, and then when you combine that with cities like Tempestide, when you can also get plus one to wound, um, like, why wouldn't you take shooting? Because the Tempestide command ability, um, Hawkeye, only works on shooting and it's plus one to wound. Mm. So... Of course, you're going to take a unit that wounds on a three plus with guns at a 16 inch range. Like that's a no brainer, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, it works yeah. really well. Also, big shout out to Philip Kartiev who's in the chat, who's uh, one of the Russian ETC. He's a Russian ETC oh. captain, I think, who also would was dominating with Phoenix Guard for yeah. a lot of TTS events and also in real life. So, um, Philip phenomenal. and I talk a lot. He's a good guy and he's a really strong player. So, yeah, yeah, super good guy. Yeah, big shout out to to him um, in the chat. So yeah, a variety of play styles. I th- I think from the stats and what we saw coming through on the Sigma Stat Center, we saw uh, we saw obviously some Halahart builds. We saw a lot of Tempest Eye lists being played, mm. Phoenix Guard as well. So like they all pretty much uh, fit in, I would say. So uh, before we get into like winners and losers and how you think we're going to work in third edition, let's talk about third edition itself. Um, you've run an event just I think just very recently today. Today I yes. finished two hours and fourteen minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> So thanks so much for doing this. It's a pre- I like how yeah. you've just finished one. I'm running one. That's like everyone's like, how fresh are you on Age of Sigmar? We're like in it. We're inside. We it. are very fresh. <laughs> very fresh. Um, yeah. Uh, what? Give me some uh, top level thoughts. Like, give me some takeaways. How do you feel about it as a game? How do you feel about new edition? Where are you at? Did you know that you can give units plus one to hit with all that attack? <laughs> And if someone's shooting you, you can give them all that defense yes, for plus one of, save. All of those are good, but not if you don't no, have no, a character no. nearby. That's right. Well, unless you've got a unit champion. Yeah, well, I which didn't. You'll notice that all of the units in cities have a unit champion. So That's true. Yeah. That's um, true. Yeah, so third edition's great fun. I think that there's the meta has already shifted quite significantly. I think you want things that have high armor save and can output mortal wounds. I think those are probably two of the most important things in third edition that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, just because armor save stacking is now a thing, because there's you know all our defense and mystic shield. You've now got two access to two extra um, sources of plus one save. And so you, you can, can effectively, effectively stack out rend. You can effectively ignore rend too, right? Like even Basically, yesterday, yeah. I was running. I was running pink horrors. I was given a mystic shield, and then if, when I was attacked, I was in cover. So when rend two came along, I was still getting a six up save, which like they never had a save. Basically, they always just got hit with rend one. So for, the, the armor stacking is so good, right? Yep, yep. So really strong. I think that's probably one of the big changes that I've noticed, just because mm. there's so many sources of plus one to save now. Yeah. Um, also. There's a lot of sources of plus one to hit as well. So obviously, so that, um, but being only able to get plus one to hit um, for cities, at least that is a big, that's a big hit. Because again, we used to stack three, you know, plus two, plus three, Mm -hmm. the maximum plus one actually makes some units less useful and brings others to the four, um, which is good. But the scenarios are great fun. The monstrous abilities and heroic abilities are good fun. Um, the interaction between players is so much higher now. Like you think it's literally just like monstrous abilities and heroic stuff, right? Like that's basically the only place. And with redeploy and, you know, the other command abilities, Mm. the interaction between players is, is more than it ever has been in second edition, I would say. Um, and I think that's only a good thing. And you also, people are you both also, involved in the game. You also miss them as well. There isn't like there's some na- there's some unnatural points which we're going to have to relearn as gamers. The one that I mm-hmm. have at the moment is when my opponent elects not to 
stop endless spells, which sometimes they don't go through that. They like they battle tactic, heroic action, uh, and then they're like, I'll cast my first spell. I'm like, oh, I in between there, are you going to un- mm-hmm. unbind any other spells? No, I need to do that then. Like there's a there's mm. an in between. There's a couple of places in the game now where there's an in between. But yeah, fascinating. Uh, but yeah, interaction, great. Sorry, please continue. Yeah, it's um, I think it's becoming a lot. There's there's a lot more. I'm not a big magic player, but when I did, like, you know, the stack, like, you put things on the stack, like, when they trigger and when they occur, yep. uh, I think I think that's a fairly, like, people are aware of that kind of concept in wargaming because a lot of us play card games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I quite like that and having triggers and when they, they trigger at an exact time. And G-Dub's been, to their credit, been fairly clear with how, um, like, when things trigger and where they trigger. Um yeah, they've been. Yeah, I, they've I think. Been, that, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like. I like the rules. Basically, I think the rules are very clear. They're definitely not watertight, but I think they're very clear and a lot better than they were in second edition. Um, the general's handbook is amazing. Like, I think it's the best publication they've put out in forever. Um, I'm a big fan. Um, other high level thoughts. I agree um, with that, by the way, but I'm just listening. Yeah. Yeah. No one drops. No one drops except for when you t- put literally everything into a one drop battalion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great. And having to drop it all at once, that was one of my biggest bugbears with battalions in second edition was that you could just drop them piecemeal and still win the drops. Um, uh, sorry, there's just so many thoughts. I love third edition. I think it's no, great. No, I, I, think, think it's I, think that's a... all, I think that's all good. Like, I also like the yeah. change, I don't know about you, with the one drop when they do one drop and then you can see where all their deployment is so you can counter deploy, right? So there's, Exactly, yeah. Like, there is a strength in the first turn. I would actually even argue that actually even going first is strong in the way that you can go on a bunch of objectives and score more so you get the mm-hmm. three and your battle tactics so you can go up quite high early but so i think there's yeah. some advantages still to going first but there's a very definite significant disadvantage to going having a one drop now which there wasn't ever before right yeah so, yeah so one of yeah. the things we were discussing today was that I think that I think they've missed a trick by trying to, you know, the, in the scenario pack, we've got the 12 scenarios and there are a couple that have score one, score two, score more, but then there yeah. are others that are the old scoring system. Yes. So we played, um, is it Savage Gains, the one where you can get four points for your opponent's for the um, objective? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, new, new battle for the pass. Yeah. Um, so I think they missed a trick by including those. I think everything should just be score one, score two, score more, and they should have just got just gone basically all out on that. Like I think they've they've rolled over too many old scenarios into the new one. Mm-hmm. They should have just gone clean slate. This is how you score now. Every single scenario has this scoring um, kind of requirement because when you play those games, you're not getting those huge like washout results. Um, they always seem close up until like turn four, turn five, mm-hmm. and I think that that means that players will be happier with how the game's going because they don't think that they've lost it at the top of turn one, which um, don't watch my latest battle report because holy shit, I like lost literally at the top of turn one. <laughs> um, so it's not, it's not a good showcase of, of, of third edition. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think overall the game has changed for the better and I'm, I'm a big fan. So hey, same, same, yeah. same, same. I agree with all of those sentiments, uh, literally every single one. Um, all right, sweet. So, Cities of Sigma in third edition, winners and losers. Let's uh, let's go. Uh, winners and why? Where are we at? Okay, so I kind of did a post the other day, basically five winners, five losers. I think I can't remember. Somebody asked me to do it, basically. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest losers, which interestingly enough, is um, Phoenix Guard. Yeah. Um, Interesting. 
Yeah, so they are now 175 points for 10. They used to be 160, so they haven't got they've only gone up like 10%, right? Um, but you don't get the max unit discount anymore, which I think is massive. Um, so now you're paying 525 points for 30 of them. Wow. And they're still probably worth it. Like I played a game this afternoon with Phoenician running two units of 30 Phoenix Guard um, into Matt Gammy's uh, core. It was just an absolute bloodbath. Like yeah. it was it was an awesome game and came down to like there was one point in it at the end of turn five and it was only because one of my Phoenix Guard survived out of the 60. All the others were dead, but because he survived, I scored the keep your battle line alive um, grand strategy and won yeah. the game. So Phoenix Guard are fun. I don't think they're as good anymore. Because this was something that Luke kind of cotton, Luke Morton kind of cottoned me onto is that a three up with a four up after save is um, against rend zero and rend one is basically as good as someone with a two up um, with no after save, and the maths don't seem to like in my head I said that maths can't be right like just a base two up as opposed to a three up with a four up after save or ward save sorry now, yeah, um, but they're actually pretty much the same, and so. The big things that I think of one, that was a very long one. It was a long-winded way to get to it. Anything with a three-up save, I think, is huge. Yes. And yes. so, Iron Breakers, big stonks. Demigriff Knights, I, I originally wasn't on them, but I think I've, I've come around to how well I think that they operate in the current meta um, because they got a three-up base armor save and they've got a shitload of attacks to, to, for output. Yeah. Um, three on the three on the the bird and three on the rider, or one uh, threes and threes rend one one damage, except you do mortals on sixes with the with the birds. So, like that's not bad for 175 points. Um, yeah. And there's quite a lot. There's four wounds per demigriff, right? Am I right? Yep. That might be five. Yep. So yep. So 12, 12 wounds in that unit for 175 think, points. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um. And so I wrote them off initially as well, but I think the Dragspore Knights are actually not bad for 125 points now. Really? Because again, three up armor save. They move ten inches, um, and they don't they don't really output much. But they they got ten wounds, and they won't really die. So, yeah, I'm I'm toying with some Misthaven lists with units of five Dragspawn knights. So, wow, and do the, the Dragspawn have the reroll saves, or did that get taken off them? No, no, they've just got a they've just got a three up base, so you can just buff it to a two up. So right, that's okay. that's where their strength lies defensively for 125 points. They don't have the output of the demigris, but you're paying 50 points less. So that's your kind of where you got to weigh up things like that. Yeah. Um, all of our monstrous heroes went down in points. Okay. So, like the Frostheart Phoenix lost five points. Yeah, d yeah, that 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 blows my mind because the Frostheart Phoenix was something that was taken already, right? In, yeah. in the last edition, already really strong. And now that yeah. monstrous anointed of a Syrian on Frostheart Phoenix, specifically everyone. And um, now cheaper, like what they're, what, like incredible. What were they thinking? What were, <laughs> five <laughs> points, I mean, it's only five points cheaper, but everything else effectively yeah. went up 10 to 20 to 25%, right? So really yeah. it came down 25% effectively, which is bonkers. Yeah. 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 So I think our monstrous heroes as, as a group are big winners especially the battle mage on Griffin who lost 25 points. Um, but because what, every single game, sorry, go. I was just going to ask what, like, what is it about? Like just for people at home, like what does the anointed of uh, a Syrian or Frostheart Phoenix do inside of a list? And also like, what does the oh, battle sorry. mage on Griffin like? No, it's okay. Yep. You don't have to be sorry at all. You've, like, you've been great. 
the anointed on Frostheart doesn't die. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes if you take Phoenix Guard, he makes them immune to Battle Shock, Holy within twelve of him, and he's got a. And this actually came out in the FAQs. So interestingly, you've got these aura command abilities, um, which affect everything within a certain distance. If you've got one of those on him, so his his one is all Phoenix Guard units within tw- wholly within twelve inches reroll all wounds. So kept reroll wounds, not just reroll wounds, rolls of one, all wow. wound rolls. Wow. Um, so and it also affects him because it's an aura on Phoenix Temple units, so he gets that as well. Wow. But it also means that the Phoenix Guard can then um, give themselves plus one hit or plus one defense. Uh, sorry, plus one to save because they they don't count as being targeted by that because it's an aura that targets the Frost Heart on Phoenix, but affects all units within Holy Within Twelve. Phenomenal. So his his stocks went up exponentially, and he went down five points. So good. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. If you don't I have don't... one, you should get one now. Yeah, like because you can throw it into any order list as well. Like, like, well, sorry, any, any of the cities list. It's like it yeah. either autonomously works incredibly well, or it works well as a part of a synergistic uh, army. Which there are some elements like that. Like Hurricanes also do the same thing, right? But mm-hmm. like you have like access to those, and a lot of books don't have access to something where you could just plug and play something that's that good. Especially if yeah. anyone puts Apex Predators into as a battle plan into their tournament pack, which you shouldn't. Um, but you are going to need something that can play against Marathi. Um, yep. And uh, honestly, the Frost Art could do that, which is crazy. Uh, and yeah, my okay. favorite combo with him, I'll just, this is just to tie this off, the new Arcane Tome that makes him a wizard. So wow. he has attuned to magic. So if he casts a spell, which you put flaming weapons on him so that you make his eight bird attacks damage three instead of damage two, oh, that are on wow. threes and threes. Yeah. Yep. So you give him the book, you give him flaming weapons, and if he successfully casts that, he gives himself plus one armor save as well because he's got a tune to magic. So, <laughs> wow, that's that's yeah. amazing. I so I was running about... that today. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was but... it was amazing. I, I was playing corn, so it was shit. I was minus three to cast, and yeah. it's I wasn't getting it off. But with the one turn that I got it off, like insane amazing that's such a good that's that nice little bit of text uh, thanks to bill pulp the, for subscribing by the way and join us live thanks everyone for joining us live if you guys are watching um uh, live big love to you don't forget you can also watch this as a podcast if you're watching this back on youtube or if you're on youtube you can uh, sorry if you're on a podcast you can watch it on youtube as well just let everyone know um uh, that little bit but what about the you're talking about the um the battle mage on griffin why do we think the battle mage, is it just because he's got cheaper or is he already good so he went down 25 points, which okay. is great. So he's 275. Right, he yeah. got access to monstrous actions. He got yeah. access to heroic actions. Battle mages are six, so they're not really good for like heroic recovery because their bravery six is shit. So more often than not, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Um, but because he's um, an amber battle mage, which means he's from Gur, every game in the GHB this this series or season, let's call it, mm. is in Gur. So he's always got a plus one to cast. Amazing. And he also always gets a plus one to cast if a Hurricanum is within um, whatever it is, twelve. if he's wholly within 12 of a Hurricanum. So he's plus two to cast, right? Wow. Yeah. And the, the Phoenix actually does fight. The Phoenix is actually like half decent. Oh, sorry, not the Phoenix, the Griffin. Um, yeah, so he's he's. I'm testing him in a few lists. I think Settler's Gain will be good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because he's collegiate arcane, so he gets an extra plus one, so he's always on a plus two to cast. Wow. Uh, he's good in Hallow Heart because he gets an extra cast again, so he can cast two spells. Um, the Amulet of Destiny is like absolute money on him because he's got 13 wounds, so you're basically giving him another, you know, what, four or five wounds um, that you're going to save with an amulet during the course of a game. So he's actually 18 or 19 wounds. Yeah, the Amulet um, of Destiny, just for everyone at home, is obviously the artifact, the generic artifact you get from the core rules, uh, which you can take uh, as an artifact. So just for everyone, it gives you a five up DPR or ward save, whichever one you yep. would. Yeah. Um, uh, big love. Big love. Um, uh, um, so- yeah, so he's, 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 good. he's a good option now, and it's a really cool model. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, can I just thank Gypsy D for resubscribing? Also, Skinny Boots for subscribing. Also, Math Mallow for apparently somehow winning his game with Silverneth versus Lumineth. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to find out about that after lunch. Uh, oh, actually, bi- no, no, no. What? One of the guys at my tournament today beat Lumineth with Slanesh. So I thought you'd like to hear about that. I would yeah. like to hear about that. Who is that genius? Oh, I can't remember, but so- someone did it. <laughs> so well done. Well done, that yeah. person. Uh- Crazy. <laughs> Uh, so Monstrous Heroes, big winners out of this. I think that's true across yep. all books, but there's some really good ones inside cities, right? Yeah, there was there was some poor guy. We all know the Facebooks groups aren't that crash hot, right, on their yeah. knowledge about the game. And so I, the cities one's actually quite good, and I tried. There's quite a few of us in there that are knowledgeable players that try and bring up kind of the base level of knowledge about the army. Nice. But there's some guy that, there's some guy that was in the, the group who's just like, oh... I feel like we get really, you know, stuffed around this edition because we don't have that many mon- monsters or heroes. Like I've tried a, I've tried a Hydra. <laughs> what, what else can I try? And we're just like, what? <laughs> and then like everybody was just like, we've got like ten monsters and like eight of those are monstrous heroes, and they all went down points. Like, yeah, anyway. we're fine. We're, we're fine. We are fine. <laughs> Cities emerged from the FAQs and into third edition in a very strong spot. Yeah, really good spot. Uh, right, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, what other winners do you, do you think that we saw from the book? Uh, what have we gone through? The guys that are three plus armor saves. Yep. Um, the Hurricanum, obviously, because it's the same points cost. <laughs> like, was, you took it in it every list anyway. Good. Yeah, you took it in it's every an list anyway. Include. Yeah, and now it's, the, like, again, effectively 25% cheaper than it was, really, because yep. everything else went yep. up. Uh, so yep. 10 to 15 percent so that's amazing and just for everyone yep. at home that gives you a plus one to hit aura which is huge very very important especially as against my like because you can stack the pluses you can't stack yep. them for your actual roles but it means that anyone has minus one that's actually massive also really good in with stand and shoot right um with only shell because you only shell at minus one to hit but you get plus one to hit from so you're just unleashing hell at your your i'm right in thinking that that's the interaction exactly yeah yeah Yep. Okay. So That's... speaking of Unleash Hell, yeah. the last unit I'm going to call a winner is Iron Drakes. They were already really good. For whatever reason, they only increased them 10 points. And like I know that in the world of Sentinels being 150, that Iron Drakes are more expensive. Like, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sentinels are dumb. We won't go into that this podcast, but yeah. Um, the the Iron Drakes are really strong now because you don't have to screen them as much. Like you can still screen them, and the, if you can screen them, and they choose to charge your screen, it's it's the stupidest decision they'll ever make in the game because they'll cop sixty shots on in most lists twos and twos. Um, to yeah, anyway, don't don't charge anything if there are thirty iron drakes behind it. You will have a horrible time. Even Gotrek dies to that stuff. So yeah, iron drakes really strong. They don't need a screen as much anymore because they can just unleash hell on anything that charges them. 
they won't get the the full 60 shots because there's an enemy model within three inches, but um, you, you can shoot 30 shots at twos and twos, re-rolling ones to wound. Like, do you really care? You're going to get 24 wounds at Ren 2 on something that charges you. Yes. It's insane. Yeah, you can do super good. Um, yeah, Simon, just do me a favor. Is your phone in the mic? That's just like... Oh, it might chance. be, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's just that. Let's try that's, that. Sorry. There we go. No, you don't have to be sorry. It just happens. Uh, no, Iron mm. Drakes, I think very much so. It, what do you do, though, in the situation where you don't want the Iron Drakes to get charged? Like, what like what other stuff are you putting out there to, to ignore that? Like, what you're talking about the units that were a three-up save. What units yeah. are you putting in to make that happen? Yeah, so the last the last one. Good segue, Rob. It's like you do this, like, for a job. <laughs> um, is Dread Spears now. Oh, wow. So, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I used to play a lot of free guild guard as my screens and as my filler, so basically to get to your max battle line, mm. um, which uh, it, that's actually a big change to cities now. A lot of the units that I would take that that used to be battle line and you could take them as battle line in cities are now coalition. And so you're actually having to rely on cities battle line a lot more. So you can't take liberators anymore as battle line mm. to fill out your three. Um not that you would ever take Liberators. That's a bad example. Let's go to Arkanauts in Tempesai. Arkanauts, yeah, okay. really good for 90 points in second edition. They previously fulfilled your three battle line requirement. They no longer do that. So you need to look in cities for better options of battle line to take them in the army. And so one of the things that I think is good for screens and is good for taking to fill out your battle line is now is Dread Spears. So, really? Yeah. So, because they're only 90 points for 10, right? Bargain. Free Guild Guard are 85 for 10. Okay, so Free Guild Guard are the ones I'm going to compare them to because they were the previous screens and chaff for yeah. 10 guys because they were on a 4-up save. But because of the way that save stacking works now, they're actually on a 5-up and their shield gives them plus 1 to their save rolls. So the best they can get is a 4+, plus, whereas the Dread Spears just have a flat 4+, plus, and that can go to a 3+. That's right, amazing. With, for 5 yeah, points with more. Mystic Five points more, right? Yeah. They have an extra point of movement, so their movement six as opposed to five. They have an extra bravery, so they're six instead of five. Um, and they have two-inch reach on their spears. They're still um, fours and fours, which is the same as, as Free Guild Guard. But on sixes to hit, they get rend one on their weapons. So to me, for five points, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Of course, like a like an absolute no brainer. Yeah, like that's that's incredible. Mm. I think the fact also that they're a four up and can go down to a three up. Would you stack them, or I guess you're? So I I feel like cities is going to be one of those armies where you reinforce where who you reinforce and what you reinforce is probably going to be one of the most important conversations, right? Like, yep. so I assume you're not reinforcing those units, and you couldn't even make yourself kind of an uber block of thirty because why would you? Like ultimately, but mm. like the fact that they start at a four. And then for nine, and 90 points is very cheap. Like, I've, I've been writing a lot of Zinch yep. lists, and I can't, like, I had 150 points spare, and I was like, does anything even cost 150 points now? Like, <laughs> like, like, is that a unit? I, like, I had to go and look to find stuff that could be 100, like, below 150 points. So 90 points is yep. amazing to put in a list. Yeah, so it's it's really good. And I think there's there's an argument to be made for Black Art Corsairs because they're 85 um, but you need to have a, a fleet master as a general. Um, and I, I do in my Harkuron list, but I don't own any Corsairs. So I think there could be an argument to be made for them as well, just because they've got so many, like they've got hand bows and so they've got a ranged attack and they're a five up base, but they go to a four up against shooting innately. So there's 
there's arguments to be made, but I think bleak swords, are, uh, sorry, dread spears, not bleak swords, because um, bleak swords are another five points more, um, but they've got one inch reach, and on sixes they get an extra hit. So I don't understand why they're not basically the other way around. Like I think that the spear should be ninety five, and the and the dread and the bleak sword should be ninety, but they're not. So I think you just take the dread spears for ninety. Yeah, yeah, of course. Is my opinion on no, that. No, that's great, and yeah. they can screen out those iron drakes. So just just for me uh, at the minute, yeah, uh, big shout outs for you for for winners in this edition, um, and these are winners uh, are like iron drakes. Um, uh, monstrous heroes, the dread spears, and anything that already has a four up save, or everything, that, or anything, or sorry, already no. has a three up save. Yep, correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then, so special mention, oh, yeah. special mention with the three up saves, the vindictors that came with um, Dominion. Yes. I'm a big fan of those guys because they're 140 points. Uh, for they start with a three up armor save. They've got a two-inch reach, and they do mortals on sixes. So you compare them to great swords who are more expensive. I think the great swords are now 150, um, and they start on a four-up armor save, and um, like do mortals on sixes, but they only have one-inch reach. So I just wanted to mention Vindictors. I think they're actually a really strong option in basically any city um, for 140 points for for five. And just remember that and I've had to clarify this a few times, coalition units, they don't count towards your battle line, but they still are battle line. And so you can double reinforce them in cities if they have the battle line um, battlefield role. Just just because it's an early on in the edition, Simon, and I think you'll mm. be a little bit more practiced maybe than some people listening. Could you just, could you mm. just re-clarify coalition generally, right? So like how, like previously you had a bunch of sub-factions yeah. and you also could ally in Stormcast, like so that it worked a certain way. Just talk to me about list building yeah. in Cities of Sigmar now in third. What happens with Stormcast? Yeah. What's the situation? Yeah. So in second edition, again, like the Arcanaut example before, you'd literally just take any Stormcast unit with battle line. So Vindictors, they would be a battle line option. They would count towards your minimum three battle line. They would get everything that has to do with battle line, like the objective scoring and everything. Now that we're in third edition, those one in four units that you can add, that you can add to a city's list, they're not allies, they're coalition units now. So the limitations on coalition units is that they can't, they don't count towards your three minimum battle line but everything else is basically as if they were a unit from that battle time. So you can give them artifacts. You can, obviously you can't give Vindictus artifacts, but you can give them enhancements as coalition units. So if you took like a, a Lord Arcanum, you could give him a spell, you could give him a, an artifact, you could give him anything, um, but they also can't be your general. So don't count towards your battle line, can't be general, are basically the two coalition restrictions. Um, whereas if you were allying something in, you also can't give it an artifact or you can't give it an enhancement rather. So there's, and G-Dub haven't really, in my opinion, done a great job at explaining what coalition is and they've kind of talked around it, but never really actually talked about what, why, what is a, what a coalition unit is and why they needed to differentiate between that and um, allies. I think it just added complexity where it didn't need to be added. Um, but they have added it, so... I would agree, I would agree. And if you yeah. are out there scratching your head like, what the hell? I agree. I think one yeah. of the things I might try and do this week is just do like a, a physical flowchart for people that just makes it a little bit more... Mm. I think a, a pictogram or something that's a little bit more digestible because it is a tad confusing, especially when it comes to cities because cities is the most... Well, chaos... Grand Alliance ignoring Skaven was was similar, and Cities really was the the whole chaos, like was that faction. 
Um, so I think. Yes. Uh, so just I know we're talking about winners for cities, but is there any other standout units? We talked about the Hurricane, and for example, are there other units mm. that were already stand out in two that you think are still stand out in three? Yeah, just the Eindrex and the Hurricanum basically are the two that I think were already amazing, uh, and the, the Anointed on Frostheart Phoenix. Those three are the, the three big ones that were already great in second edition, and they're still amazing now in third edition. So, yeah. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. I think you'll be seeing them a lot. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, yes, agreed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, what about um, I, like, what about the losers? What like Who do you think like did badly out of the edition change? So, Free Guild Guard definitely loses because they get replaced basically by Bleak Swords as your, sorry, by Dread Spears as your, your, your first battle line, essentially, I think. Um, they were one of the biggest losers um, to come out of the book. Again, I think Phoenix Guard um, are probably like relative losers just because previously you got the Horde discount, now you no longer, you no longer get the Horde discount. Mm-hmm. Um, things that were already bad that are still bad, Hydras and Charybdises. Um, I know people get very defensive about their old Dark Elf stuff. Um, people don't like it when you badmouth Hydras and Charybdises, but for 170 points, they're just not... They must have, they must yeah. have never listened to this show ever. Like They're like, they're like yeah, the exactly. joke war scroll of Age of Sigmar, like, just for oh. everyone to be conscious of what we think of. Like Sometimes they just... We talked a lot, like... The, the addition of the monsters isn't quite true. Age of Sigmar 3 is going to be the addition of the monstrous heroes. Monster, monsters are always mm. a problem um, uh, because they, well, they've always had a problem and they've never been particularly good. They're very rare. And if anything, a really good point, uh, I think, raised uh, by Stuart on the uh, um, Ogre Moor Tribes one was that they're going to also bleed victory points because they're going to be they're yeah. going to be hard like you can't even heal well, i mean you can heal some in some cases but like if you're putting a monster in your list you really need to say to yourself am i going to give up a victory point potentially by putting a monster in my list so yeah um i don't mm-hmm. think but i think they've needed a war scroll rewrite for a long time right and they, they just haven't had it yet they just need a points discount i reckon at 120 like you might you might be more likely to take them um I don't know. I don't know about you, but like I, I'd probably consider them in Anvil Guard because Anvil Guard you can give them those Drake Blood Curses, the Mount traits, um, which aren't actually that like they're not that bad. So I think that I think that wouldn't be a bad shout. But 170. Well, I, I just I, if anyone is upset about like Hydras or Cryptus getting the knocking, I just I, I'll ask you to refer to the last time you ever saw a Slaughter Brute ever. You this might be the first time you ever even knew it existed. Slaughter Brute is a corn monster. Did you know one existed? Most people don't. Like, or <laughs> nope. the mutilous vortex beast. Does anyone know that even exists? Like, it's a thing. Um, but uh, like, anyway, it is a cool model. Super though. cool. I do like the mutilous. Super cool. Yeah, um, good. Other stuff that missed out. Um, so the flame spire, the anointed on flame siren, just a baseline flame spire. I know you have a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so the problem with them is that they change yeah. the way that they're when they change how movement works. A normal move used to be a run or retreat. Now they're three separate things. Um, and the Flame Spy Phoenix only does mortals on a normal move. So you can no longer retreat and burn things, and you can no longer run and burn things. Um, and so I think that even though they went down 10 points, I think he needs to lose another 50 before I'd even consider him. Because they don't really they don't fight that well Terrible. in combat. They're significantly worse than the Frost Heart. They've only got six attacks at base, fours and threes, whereas the Frost Heart is eight attacks, threes and threes. Mm. Like... 
yeah, yeah. Like I, I, as someone who's run them uh, several times in, in matches to try and like do well with them, they just don't have the and and everything Simon was talking about there is they just don't have the output. Like when they get in, it's actually quite scary that the Frostheart, which did okay output, as now especially if you mm. upgrade them uh, with uh, flaming weapons, like that's scary to me. I'm like, oh, because already mm-hmm. I don't really know how to deal with a Frostheart in some situations, and they make my army worse with the minus one to wound bubble. So they're so good, whereas the Frostheart doesn't do any of that. And the best you maybe achieve is five mortal wounds, which is neither here nor there. Mm. Thanks, JBM, for subscribing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with you. I still think that they're bad and they haven't got better. Yeah. yeah. No, I think if they change it. So I've sent my suggestions through to the GW rules design team. Uh, and one of them is that they changed both them and Gyrobombers got hit by that as well. Um, of course. So I think if they change both those things to be a normal move, a run, or a retreat, I think then those models are back on the table. But until they do that, I wouldn't be taking them, basically. That's, that's fair. Um, and then finally, handgunners, free guild handgunners and free guild crossbowmen, I think um, their stocks have dived in third edition. How so again, I was, I'm speaking about all the save stacking in third edition. I think that having lots of attacks with no rend is the value of that has decreased significantly. Um, and so even 60 shots with crossbows, just despite the fact you can get them to threes and twos, um, I still I, I still don't think it's enough basically to make them worth 105 points because um, they've got paper thin armor. They've got six ups at base. Their bravery is five. Um, and I think that once they get charged, it's game over, basically. Um, handgunners I completely wrote off in the beginning just because um, they changed the way that their standard shoot works to just they can unleash hell for free against a unit that finishes a charge within three. I still think they have a place because they have rend. Yes. And so when you have even just rend one and you're doing stuff, um, you're shooting an opponent with Rend 1, you're still making them make that decision about using a command point for all our defense, and that means they can't use it for Unleash Hell, they can't use it to redeploy, they can't use it to Inspiring Presence. So I initially wrote them off. I still don't think they're as good at 105, um, but I think that there's they may still have a place, but I think their stocks definitely went down as well. Well, it, interesting sort of similarity, especially talking about shooting. So um, I, I played two tournaments last weekend where I was running Flamers in Zinch, and they're like, when mm. I say this out loud, it's pretty crazy. They're six wounds. Uh, so I was running six, sorry. Um, uh, mm. Wait, yeah, that's six wounds. Twelve wounds. Uh, Twelve wounds. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Twelve wounds for 350 yeah. points. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is insane with a five up yep. save um and then they've only got the uh, so I, I i didn't even have them in eternal conflict so they had no rend so i switched up i've yeah. I've, sa- I've turned that 350 points into two units of well 20 pink horrors which is 60 shots and they've put them in internal conflict so they've got that rend one just like simon was talking about so that's where i kind of converted them into like it's not quite as much spiky damage but over the course of the game i'm just going to do more damage i'm going to do more shots and that i think mm. that rend's going to be really useful i've also got weight of dice those six flamers would never do anything to got track but actually if i throw 90 dice at got track maybe i bring him down mm. like that might be a way of yeah. bringing him down that is something you do have to think about and it's very rare like simon's saying also um there's going to be a lot of two up armor saves i think and i think mm. any shots that we do like if you can give someone enough dice they're going to roll a bunch of ones right i think that's going to be important yep yeah yep um speaking of Gotrek, oh <laughs> um oh. i think in cities he is going to be a staple um at least for the next six months 
because of the way that the so the Gur battle mage that I was speaking about before, yes. you can take him on the Griffin or you can take him on foot. Okay. If you t- either way, he's got plus one to cast and he's got his War Scroll spell, which is um, plus two to run and charge. Okay. Yeah. On a on a friendly unit, right? Yep. So Gotrek with plus two to run and charge and auto running six um, is going 12 inches the first turn and is going to be basically in the middle of your opponent's army with the smaller board sizes. Oh. Well, he's going to be in the middle of the table. Yeah, so, all the time. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the the other thing I'm doing is putting it in Hammerhall where you can also give him an extra plus one to run and charge with the, the, Hello Heart, oh, sorry, the Hammerhall spell Wings of Fire and you can also give him Fly with that spell. Wow. So he's plus three to run and charge and he has Fly. So, Gotrek stonks. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it just has to be discussed that Gotrek <laughs> has got stonks so massive that it's, it's untenable, right? Like, they strapped a rocket yeah. to him, like, and slingshot him around the side. <laughs> like, he heals now. Yeah. He, like... yeah. You could, you could, I guess you could do a whole show, but basically you should probably start mm-hmm. every order army, because you can go in every order army, with 435 points in Gotrek. And then cycle back and be like, "What am I replacing him with?" Because I honestly don't know what you're replacing him with, right? Yeah. Like, he's well, Marathi. Well, <laughs> if you're playing Daughters of Cain, yeah. you do it <laughs> for six sixty. Or you could do both, uh, which is the the worst. And then have Why the most both? fun game on the Apex Predators, like the most fun. That's like, it. Invite your friend over. Hey, just Apex Predators. Want to play that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, what about lists? Like, what have you put together for like lists from um, for cities for for third? What have you been looking at? So I've played four, four or five games now, and due to the nature of the ch- the, the channel, I like to run a different list basically every time I do a battle report, yep. um, just to keep so, so that people you know get to see different sides of cities. Um, so we'll start with Hammerhall. My Hammerhall list at the moment, which I'm having a great time with, is Gotrek and fifteen Vindictors, um, oh, nice. and that's basically the the meat of the list. Um, but in addition to that, it also has um, – what's the other thing it has? I've got to get it up. Sorry, give me two seconds. Okay. Take a moment. I'll just take, I'll oh, just take a cast- moment right now while, while, while you're looking yeah. um, just to say that Simon's got a YouTube channel if you guys want to go check it out called Simon's Order Academy. Um, if you want to look for any City oh, yeah. Sigma stuff, like he said, battle reports, list stuff, and he pretty much exclusively plays cities um, and against a variety of people and runs tournaments. So if you want to go check that out, super worthwhile and you should do so. Mm. Order Academy is probably a misnomer at this point. I was intending on playing a lot of different order order armies, but now it's just the Cities Academy, <laughs> so that's fine. Um, yeah, so I'm playing a Hammerhall um, list that has um, 15 Vindictors, 30 Ironbreakers, and Gotrek. So that one I'm going to have a lot of fun with, I think. Right. Um, okay. And explain to me what the, one of the... the idea is behind it. So the Gotrek's the one I just explained. You've got a Battle Mage, who's a Gur Battle Mage, which has plus two to run and charge. And you've got Wings of Fire, which is plus one to run and charge and fly. So you can chuck that on Gotrek. He just goes up the middle and just monsters whatever the hell he gets into, right? Um, you also have the 30 Ironbreakers, who are the guys with the three-up armor save. So they are your anvil. They You put them on an objective. They should not die. And they've got a Rune Lord with them, um, who... On a two up gives them a six up after save. On a two plus gives them a six up ward save. Wow. I should use the right language. Yeah. Um, so real, really strong, yeah. right? Um, and then you've got your block of fifteen vindictors, and with them I've got a, a Lord Castellan to follow them to shine the lantern on them to give them plus one armor save. Wow. Um, so they're on twos walking up the board. You can also give them plus three to run and charge. 
Um, but with a Hurricanum, they get the city's keywords. They're hitting on twos, sixes are mortal wounds, and then wounding on threes. So that that list I'm really excited to play because it, it seems like it's got a lot of good things in third edition. Um, I'm just waiting on my Ironbreakers Iron and Vindictors to make their way over from Poland, and then I'll be playing that list. Uh, not because that's where um, orders are from. That's where they get painted from. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's where they get painted. Um, People are like, why have you, yeah, why have you, why have you ordered those to Australia from Poland? Why are they coming from what Poland? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so I played a game with Hallowheart as well. So I've got a re- refined list basically for Hallowheart in third edition um, that I've got uh, the 30 Iron Drakes and the Bridge. People whinging that combo's dead. If you're saying that, you need to go and have your, your brain checked. <laughs> that combo is not dead at all. Okay. Um, if anything, it's better now. Because you can basically get in Hallow Heart, you can get the Iron, Bra- Iron Drakes to twos and twos, re-rolling ones to wound, negative two rent, one damage with 60 shots, and they can move across the board, you know. With the revised bridge, you can move them 36-plus inches now. So it's just insane. Amazing. Yeah, like, I, I, um, agree. I agree with you. Yeah. Like, I think, especially the Unleash Hell, I think there might be room for Iron Breakers or a conversation about Iron Breakers as well. Um, because it... So I've got Sequiturs in that list. Oh, okay. That's the that's the other tip. Okay, talk to tell me more. got a five up ward. So Sequitur's got a five up ward save instead of their reroll armor saves ability, right? Mm-hmm. So that was that was one of the FAQ changes that came for Sequiturs. And so in cities, sorry, in Hallowheart, when you have a Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger, he has a command ability, which means they can reroll all their hit rolls, but they can also get a five up ward, and they can get them at the same time. So they are my stand in anvil for the iron breakers just because i wanted to run sequiturs because they're cool models and i'm taking a lord arcanum anyway so yeah, of course and 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 they yeah. also uh, iron breakers just take damage whereas sequiturs also hit out hard yeah their hammers are real good and if you put warding i'm um, sorry you put ignite weapons on them and you've got a hurricanum near them they're hammers that are negative one around two damage they're hitting on twos and twos yeah. ignite weapons so, also being yeah. the law spell from cities or well, one of the law spells from cities as opposed to flaming weapons which is before anyone yes. in the comments is like uh-oh. uh yeah and when you take cogs in that list like you take shackles that you're casting on you know usually a minimum plus five so that's that's the key thing to say in hello heart you're usually casting on average at plus five with the gross majority of the list um because of the command ability from the city which gives you you take a mortal you take d6 mortal wounds and you get that bonus to cast um on wizards in a bubble so when you can do cogs and you're casting three spells with each wizard with a plus four or plus five to cast like it's just it's just you can't stop that magic phase really um and yeah it's just real good and then i've got shadow stalkers in that list as well because 120 points still 120 percent worth it yes yes uh the shadow yep. stonkers yes yeah, I, shadow I forgot Stompers, that they were sorry. called Shadow Stalkers. Yeah. I was like, does he mean Shadow Warriors? I, like, I forgot <laughs> what the name was. <laughs> yeah, Shadow Stalkers. Yeah, so good. So much utility in them as well yeah. now, especially with the, yeah. the, the the scoring like you were talking about. Also, um, my list is really, really weak, or the list that I've been running so far is really weak on... Um, uh, I don't know. I can't remember the name. Uh, is it Savage Advance? No, the one where um, Hostile Takeover, the one where you take the two... You t- put two units in your opponent's deployment. 
whatever, sorry, not deployment, their territory, whatever the battle tactic for that is. Yeah. Forget it. It's like Savage Spearhead. Yeah, or, Savage Spearhead. I, I think or that's what it ferocious is. Ferocious Advance. No, Savage, like I think yeah, it's yeah. Savage Spearhead. But the, the point is, is like yeah. I have nothing in my life, list that does that, so I'm never going to mm. be doing that. Whereas those Shadow Stonkers really give you that option to potentially be looking to achieve that later on, which I never have that potential. Yeah. Um, so like that's yeah. that's nice adding them in there for that. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Simon. Any other thoughts yeah. uh, on this? Uh, oh look, it's just third edition's fun. Get into it. Mm. Like it's and cities. Cities is if if you want a really deep army, you want something you can actually sink your teeth into. You can find lots of hidden combos. I try to go over a lot of them on my channel. Um, I obviously am not going to be able to hit all of them because I'm trying to cover. Like we just got, is it four new cities in? Yes. Yeah, we got we got Excelsis, we got Settlers Gain, we got Harkuron, and we got Misthaven. Um, Misthaven, by the way, is actually I'm pretty I'm pretty big on that city now. I completely wrote it off in second edition. Is actually I actually think it's legit in third edition, but more on that later. Okay. Um, but we've got like nine or ten cities, and so you've got so many different ways you can use your army, regardless of what models you have. You can always put them into a different city, and they're going to play differently, and it's going to feel different. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's my biggest that you can't get bored of cities because you could you always just you just shift to a different city. And it, it's like playing a completely different army. So that's that's my, that's why I love cities. Yeah, my attention span's really really short, but because of the way that it plays, I can just play a different list, same models, different list, and it's like playing a different game. So yeah, I, I would say that yeah. like if 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 you were new or if you weren't new and you wanted something that's like infinitely like if you're like I'm going to play a hundred games this year, yeah, then I think Caesar mm. Sigmar is kind of that perfect army because you can flip and around yep. all the time. If you're going to play one, yep. then yeah, maybe cities because you can you can really like you know hobby and get yourself a really nice level. But if not, like I think it, like you say, one of those armies that and especially you'll just develop you'll develop so many little units that people won't know what to do with. They'll be like, I don't I don't really mm. experience that before, so I think that's good. Um, all right, well, Simon, this listen, this has been a delight, and I'm so glad that I don't think we in an hour. Um, faction reaction we can really cover this so i'm so glad that you've got the youtube channel to express your <laughs> no uh, that we could express your thoughts for the people at home so you guys can go and check that out so please do go and check simon out and go check out all those videos yep. that'd be great um have you got any kind of like uh, shout outs you want to make before we head out today uh i just i just want to make a caveat on the uh the the youtube channel i'm not a proper content creator so i do um have a very taxing full-time job and two children um so you only get one video a week <laughs> with maybe one battle report a week so a it's not like that, that there's no stream there's no stream streak like it's none of that um i do this in very much my spare time which is you know increasingly you yes. know decreasing yeah. shall we say um shout outs i have to shout out arthur vulgaris oh, uh, he's just a really nice guy um but also I, I know you're laughing, but he he's also on my team for Runax at the end of the year. So I'm playing with him and Smorgan um, and our fourth player. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's about it. Good. Perfect. Go and listen to List Lab as well. Like Smorgan loves to steal my format and do it in his own <laughs> way. So and, and not credit me at all. So you should definitely go and watch AOS List Lab. Do the same thing. Do the same thing. Right? Well, Simon, like, listen, it's <laughs> lovely talking to you. Thanks also for what you're doing in the community over there. You're running tournaments, uh, having people engage. Uh, and also, uh, like, if you ever see Gammy again, just tell him I love him. That would be great. Um, 
units. A arcane ring, 100% I could do that. Thanks for in the chat. It's just a, I had a question. That's definitely one of the things that I've got planned over the next few weeks, so don't worry about that. Um, thanks, Simon. It's lovely having you on. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another amazing Faction Reaction. I've been so lucky to have such amazing guests recently. We've got more coming. I'm going to try and do one for every faction over the next few weeks uh, from players who know what they're talking about. That's the kind of point. It's like the community articles, but not like those it's like important not shit <laughs> yeah so i hope you guys have enjoyed it uh, i'm going back to to an event now uh, for the rest of the day so that's going to be fun again huge shout out to simon thanks very much thanks to everyone listening in the chat uh, thanks for listening to the podcast and thanks for watching on youtube if you do like any of this stuff uh, share it out to people who might like it around the world uh, share links like it's a podcast it's a youtube it's a vod so you can do any of those formats whatever works best for you so just let people know about it would be cool um and thanks for listening to this war game see you guys soon bye